This episode of Poetic Properties Podcast is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I want to start off this week by um, saying that it was an actual, it was actually a good week. Like, I can't even, I can't even front. Um, y'all know work is what work is. And y'all know how we do. We get the mental health out of the way because that's the most important thing to me um, as I'm doing this podcast. So I'd like to share with you guys what, what my week was um, and how I got through it. And hopefully you guys all had a good week as well. So this week was um, it was a good week. It was a good week. Work was what work was as usual. Um, it's our fiscal year. So a lot of changes happen and we got to kind of be. Uh, ready for whatever um, it's very frustrating to to kind of get a hold of but it's work so um besides that it was it was it was fine actually um i had a i, I took i took monday off i just um last monday I, t- I took off i just wasn't feeling well like just wasn't uh, there mentally to to give my best effort at work so i had decided to take the day off i rested a bit um like I said, I've been in a, a crazy amount of pain. Um, you probably can't see it on here, but my arm is still swollen. Um, and yeah, that it, it's it is what it is. Um, the, a lot of the pain is kind of going down now. It's kind of uh, going away, so that's making it easier for me. Still kind of hard to sleep because um, the issue is on my left arm, and I. I'm left-handed. I sleep on my left side or my most comfortable side is my left side. So it just creates a, a high level of pain trying to get sleep because once I actually fall asleep, um, it just gets like hot to the touch and I can feel it kind of, uh, inflamed. Um, but it is what it is. Like I, like I said before, I'm used to things like this and going through, um, this level of pain with with my health and stuff um i am getting it under control making sure i stay going to all my my doctor's visits and stuff like that you know not missing anything i encourage you all to do the same if you have um if you have any type of issue don't be afraid to to go to the doctor just pay attention to what they're trying to uh give you if medicine is involved and stuff like that so that you don't uh run into no chemical imbalances that alters uh your mental um other than that, uh, the girls were here uh, for about five, six days. So, you know, I always have a ball when they're here um, as chaotic as things seem um, going from, you know, four kids to seven kids. Excuse me. And they're 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 little kids. Uh, so it's chaotic, but I, I absolutely love it. I, I love uh, getting their energy over here, especially with going through what I go through mentally Um with my triggers with just children uh and well babies in general especially that you know they're my god daughters so they brightened up my week like a lot um so so much attitude so much 
animation like it's just crazy but it made for a good week i was tired but it made for an absolute good week i enjoyed their visit um i enjoyed their visit it uh, got me kind of to thinking um positive thoughts just being around and you know helping them figure things out um just just doing everything that you do with your god kids you know so week was good i can't like i besides work like i can't complain um i had some i had some slight turbulence mentally i just i fell into a fog which was really weird for me because i just i would i went from an immediate happiness to like a blinding fog and when i get like that it's uh it's difficult for me to do kind of anything and uh yesterday i just was struggling honestly like i was struggling to to just try to find a way out of it like i didn't have the uh the energy i didn't have the the oomph to want to do anything other than you know what i'm supposed to do with the kids and stuff i was trying to interact with my group chat i was trying to just uh say jokes and listen to the jokes and be involved and stuff like that but it just it, it, it wasn't working for me it wasn't working so i didn't do you know i didn't do what i needed to do yesterday um because of that fog but i told myself no matter what i was going to uh record the pod and so that's what i'm doing i'm keeping my word to myself that's that's a way for me that i kind of fight out of the fog just by you know setting small goals to reacclimate myself um it's hard to control those moments though it really is because like i completely draw a blank of like i have no inspiration i have no energy um to do anything but I, 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 I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that mode now that this, this is important. Like this podcast is important. Um, my brand as a whole, it's important. What it means, what it is, what I'm trying to make it, what I'm, what, what I'm trying to get people to see about it. Like it's important, and I have to find a way, no matter what, to keep on fighting and, and, and pressing through. Like I tell you guys, like your journey is your journey. You just can't quit because it'll, it'll make sense in the end. And I say that because that's something that I, I one that I live by, and two that I have to repeat to myself so that I don't quit. So that I'm able to do the things that I'm supposed to do to um, get this pod out to you guys and get get the peacefully flawed uh, uh, message out to the people, because um, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, it, the whole the whole purpose of the podcast, the whole purpose of peacefully flawed. Because again, I'm fulfilling a space that I wanted for myself. I'm fulfilling a movement and trying to create a movement of something that I that. I was looking for myself and couldn't find. And so that's why to me, my, my, my peacefully flawed brand is important. That's why the poetic properties is important. Um, the poetry, it, it, it's all important because it all fits in it in its different, uh, in its different place to make me a whole. And so I got to keep telling myself, get up, come on. Like it's necessary. Like you can't give up on the people. 
you can't give up on yourself. You know, I'm very big on, on, on self-awareness. I'm very big on accountability. And I started this out because, again, I was looking for a space that I couldn't find. And I don't ever want anybody to be looking for a space like this and not be able to find it again. I want you guys to be able to listen to this podcast, um, go on my socials or hit me up or interact with me and we'd be okay. I want to be able to be that person, you know, that that can give you help by my experiences and showing you that it's difficult, but you got to keep fighting. Like that's the one thing about me. I'll I will never tell you that it's not difficult. I'll never tell you that, you know, times don't get very hard for me and dark for me. Like they really do. But as long as I'm breathing, I have to keep fighting because my kids are watching. Like I don't know where I would be without that thought that I have. Like my kids are watching. So I got whatever it is that I do, I gotta do it because I gotta I gotta break that I have to break that chain. We spoke about it before about you know breaking generational curses and we only we 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 look at the most negative stereotypes of our cultures, whether you know whatever whatever ethnicity you are, we always look at the breaking like the the breaking of the chain as the negative stuff. But I want to I want to I want to break the chain of I want to break the chain of not leaving positive things. I want to break the chain of not allowing people to to learn from mistakes, but also, you know, guide them, you know, and, and not because I think it's the right way. But, OK, you, you tried that. It didn't work. Come on, let's figure it out. Like, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to beat you uh, beat a dead horse because we talked about it last week. It's not just the negative chains that need to be broken. Some of the positivity that's passed down to us is not for us. Like everything, everything in, in your journey is for you. You, you know, you have to get to the things that are necessary to find yourself. A lot of times we keep on having this followers mentality into spaces that we don't belong in. And it creates a cycle. It creates uh, it creates a depression. It creates a negative feeling. It's, it creates discouragement because you feel that because people told you you were supposed to be there you spoke you that's where you're supposed to be and you're not and you don't know what to do in that in, in that space i said a couple podcasts ago don't love me how i love you because you'll get lost in an emotional space that you don't belong in and that goes for a lot of things that we deal with like we get lost in these spaces that we don't belong in because we're not figuring ourselves out we're, we're going by what everyone else is doing saying or being and it's not for us. You know, I, I sometimes feel like the worst thing that that happened to life is the plethora of social media outlets to give everybody a voice because it messes with your mental. It really does. And I want to uh, I want to make sure that I have a positive change 
like I want to make sure if you're listening to to this podcast, I want to make sure if you're following me on any socials, I want to make sure if you're commenting or asking advice and not even necessarily advice because I don't even look at it as advice. If you're initiating a conversation with me and 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 we're we're giving each other perspective and encouragement and stuff, I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a positive way, not from a social media standpoint, not from a stereotypical standpoint. I want to break that that chain. So for me, I have to continue to tell myself, get up. And it's a mental struggle for me. Like it really, it really is sometimes not doing the podcast per se or not following what I feel like is my purpose. Um, but just when you're in that fog and people don't really understand like depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, they don't know you. They don't know your family. Those imbalances don't know your family. They don't know your, your kids. They don't know your coworkers. When stuff hit, it hits. And like I, uh, like I said, for me, I'm at a, uh, at a uh, high level of depression, high level, uh, high level of anxiety. I'm also introverted, so me doing this podcast, it's it's difficult. It's difficult, even though nobody is here with me, you know, except for, you know, um, the kids a lot of the times. Um, I try to do it when nobody is home. Because, like, the anxiety, like, I, I, I'm just in a different zone mentally when I'm actually recording. Like, a lot of times I listen back, not realizing sometimes I, I, I've dropped a gym. Because this is, it's a different type of thing. But it's difficult. It really is. It is difficult sometimes. So it's like I want you guys to know that I'm not sitting here with ease. Doing this. It's a fight. And I'm not saying that for you to complain. I'm not saying that for you to use it as a crutch. I'm hoping this will encourage you that even when you were going through your mental phases, that you find some strength to do the things that you are supposed to do, that you were able to fight through to fulfill your purpose. As I always say, you can reach me for conversation. You can reach me to vent. If you want to comment on a, the, the videos on YouTube, any of the audio, um, any of the audio DSPs, comment. I'll check it. We can converse. If you just want to just, hey, I like the pod, whatever. Whatever. Um, go ahead and do that. My DMs are always open for any conversation that you guys want to have. Um, on Twitter, it's Poetic Properties, and that's going to be uh, Poetic Proper, capital T, capital Z for Twitter. And then for Instagram, it's going to be Poetic Properties Podcast. Um, like I said, uh, they're open if you want to have a conversation, uh, if you need to vent anything, just I'm, I'm there. Um, understand I'm going through it with you and I see it differently. You're not weak. You're not a bother. You're not, um, crazy. You're none of those things. I'm going to operate at a high level of understanding. So I'm able to kind of see through the emotional aspect of a lot of things. And I'm able to get down to the logic so that we can how we can we can help. We can help each other. Like I said, I'm still seeing, you know, wanted to know um, 
like last week I put out there, if you guys know how to deal with, with certain things that I don't and you hear it, I would love for you guys to reach out to me for that. I never want to uh, make it seem like I'm in a position of power and I have all this knowledge and you need to come to me. But I want you to know that I have some knowledge. Also, I respect the knowledge that you have that you possibly could help me with something that you possibly went through that I'm going through and don't know how to figure it out. So all in all, week was good. I'm a fighter. Um, I'm going to keep on fighting to. I'm going to keep on fighting to get to where. I need to get to. Last week, I realized after I like, well, before I had listened back to the pod, I got a lot of feedback. And I was super and I still am super excited of the the feedback because I get excited about the interaction from the things that I do. I'm not like, of course, like I want to make money on on my merch. I want to make money on the books that I write. I want it like, cool, like that's that's the human side or that's the business side. But on the human side, I get so much more joy knowing that you're listening to the podcast, actually not because I'm your friend or not because I'm just some random guy that might have something to say, but you're actually able to take something away from what I'm saying. I get excited when when not like I don't get excited when I see the purchases, like when I'm fulfilling orders and stuff like that. It's like, all right, cool. I made a sale. I get excited when I see people actually wearing it, actually, you know, being a part of the movement that I'm trying to create. So before I listen back to the pod, like we're having a discussion about some of the things that I said and I was just like in awe, like, wow, like. People actually are listening like and in and retaining the information and understanding what I'm trying to accomplish with the podcast. And I felt so good. I really did. Um, even though, like, you know, through the through all the interaction that I received, it wasn't all it wasn't all positive Um it wasn't all compliments or anything like that because I don't that's not what I'm looking for. I could care less if like I want the information. If the information is good information, like I, like I don't care who said it as long as it's good, valuable information, if that makes sense. Like I want to make sure that you're not. Of course, I don't want to get. I don't want to get information from an evil person or whatever, but I'm just saying. So I don't look for the compliment of you did good I care more about alright what did you get from that and the conversations that it was able to build I get excited about that type of stuff so anyhow we had a discussion of um, about the pod we were kind of going through the stuff and I was just thinking about how difficult our emotions are and it's just like it had me thinking about how much we alter ourselves to fit into society. Um, and we have to, to a certain extent, we have to. 
but the way are we the way we are taught to do that subconsciously is from it it how can I put it it's from a stereotypical standpoint right like we're taught we have to and I'm speaking culturally for 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 me I've seen it in other cultures but I'm speaking I'm speaking for for me as an African American right now. We have to be so many different things throughout the day to fit in with the day to day. It doesn't matter how you slice it. It doesn't matter. Like a lot of people say, I'm unapologetically black. I'm unapologetically uh, uh, Latino, Latina. Like I'm uh, like I'm unapologetically this or that, and. You're not because it's something in your day that you got to switch what you are to get through the day. No matter if we like it or not, there's like there's very few people who are the same all the way around. I'm not saying fake or phony, but I am saying to a certain extent, you have to kind of switch up a little bit. You have to switch your words, how you speak to certain people. You have to um, you have to. Switch your words, how you talk to adults, to kids. You have to switch your words to how you talk to your partner, you have, uh, and how you talk to your parents, your sibling, stuff like that. You have to switch that up, right? We are taught automatically respect your elders. You what your elders say, go. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, sometimes your elders be 99% wrong. So no, I'm not like, I'm no. But... The way you were taught, now you 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 you. There's a conflict. It's a conflict between what you know is right and what you were taught all your life. Uh, listen to your elders, yada yada yada. It's conflict. It's how it's just it's how we were raised. I have not met anyone of a uh, of any culture. And I have a uh, I have a very diverse group of people that I work with that I've been around and essentially it's the same thing. Respect your elders regardless of what they do, what they say. Oh, you know, they're old, they're wise. No, a lot of them not wise. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are, are, are going off outdated information. They're teaching from an outdated parental handbook, a society, a, a outdated societal handbook, and they're teaching these things from the world that they lived in. I said in, 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 uh, in the conversations that I was having about last week, last week's pop, our parents inherited fear. At least my generation. Because you have to think of, like for me, how to think about this. I was born in the 80s. My mother was born. I want to say in the 60s. That means my grandma was born. 40s, 50s. No, because no 40s. Her mom in the 20s. Or her dad, her parents in the 20s. They didn't know the world was going to be this today. Even though we experienced what we experienced 
in in everybody's different pocket of of racist issues of uh, di- uh, discrimination issues, violence. They didn't know the world was going to be this today, so they kept us in this box. And a lot of us are now confused because we've been in this box all this time. It's 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 a box of fear, and I'm not talking about fear like like terrifying fear. It's about it's it's the fear of the unknown. This is what we know. As black people, we got to stick to this, this, and this. Don't go there, that place. Don't say this. Don't say that. As, as Latina people, as Asian people, um, as African people, as Europeans, don't do this. Don't go there. Don't do this. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Do this. Do Like, they didn't know what's going to be this today. So a lot of us are lost. A lot of us can't figure out who we're supposed to be because we're still operating on a fear that, that we were taught. And again, we... we, we we blame our parents and we don't we don't do the math. We don't do the math of how close we are to how bad the world was. And so when we when 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 we are now lost, that's why we're looking at social media. That's why we're accepting what people are saying on social media of how we should be. That's why we're accepting that, oh, you're supposed to be, uh, by the time you, you're 30, 30, 35, you got to have kids, got to buy a house, got to buy a car, got to have $50,000 saved. If you don't make $60,000, $100,000, you broke, you poor. That's why. Because that was the fear that we were taught. We weren't taught entrepreneurship. We weren't talking about we we weren't taught about owning anything. Period. We weren't taught none of that. We were taught, yo, you got to go to work every day. You got to hustle. You got to grind, try to move up the ladder. We was never taught ownership. And we weren't taught that out of ignorance. Because again, we inherited fear for generation after generation after generation. They're teaching us the things that they can't do. So because they couldn't do it in their time, their assumption is that we wouldn't be able to do it in our time. And so we have that generational cycle of, hey, don't do this. So whatever you were scared of, Whatever you were scared of from the time you was born to the time you was a teenager, that's what you're going to tell your kids. You're going to tell your kids, hey, either you got to play sports or ain't no other way to do it. Why? Because that's what they left for us. Whatever your cultural thing is, that is what was left to you. So whatever race or ethnicity, whatever you are, whatever your parents was like, this is what you're going to be because that's what was left to them. That's what society at that time said they had to be. So they don't tell you you don't have to be that. That's fear. That's the that's the fear of the unknown. You're going to it's generations of doctors, it's generations of lawyers, it's generations of cooks, it's generate it's all this these generations and I guarantee you a lot of them don't want to do that. 
but it's so much fear of the unknown that their parents have left in them that they have to do the family business. They have to, no matter what. It, you could be a, a excellent fighter. You could be an excellent football player. You could be an excellent uh, 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 doctor or lawyer. But if your parents say, no, you a farmer, you a farmer. Not because you're not skilled at those things, but because they are only skilled at that thing. Because, again, that's what was passed to them. We have these, the, we, we, it, when, we, when we get to those, when we break that down, it creates an emotional conflict. And I feel like these conflicts are what keep us from doing a lot in our lives because we get fear and respect twisted. We get us learning to live our own lives like a lot of us are taught that's disrespect when you go against what an elder or your parents or your older siblings like when you go against that, it's considered disrespect. So it creates these emotional conflicts of, man, I know, I know I'm a good poet. I got to work. I remember, and again, I, I, I don't talk about things that I don't have experience in or I haven't been through myself. 2000, uh, uh, 2006, seven, I think, uh, yeah, it was 2006 or seven, right? I had just got married in 2005. I was going hard, um, moved out here to Arizona and I was doing my poetry and I was like, I was, I was doing open mics and I was getting going like out, like I was writing crazy just I, like it was amazing my wife at the time would be so bothered and I never understood why right and anytime I wanted to think about going to an open mic anytime I like was sitting down trying to focus um, I used to read the dictionary um, at least once at the max like three times a month just from beginning to end um, just learning just learning different words right and it used to like create so much argument so I just stopped because the, the, the emotional conflict was I love poetry I gotta take care of my family and if this is creating conflict in my house if it's creating um, issues and it's, and it's uh, uh, fucking up the energy I gotta chill even though I love that thing so I stopped and I stopped for a long time and I was discouraged to write because of that emotional conflict that was passed on me like you the man at that house you gotta make sure it's good you gotta do what you're supposed to do so that the energy is right in the house so I stopped. Full-time dad, full-time husband, like no extracurriculars, work, home. I don't want to make her mad. I don't want to make her feel away because for whatever reason, the conflict 
when I sat down to focus on poetry, it just got so heavy, so heated arguments, just random stuff. And again, we're taught we got to just we got to deal with it. We're taught that that the priority as a husband is is the 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 all. There is no single part. There is no my thing, your thing. That's what we're taught. Again, we taught that from fear. We're taught that from people who were raised by people who were been married since they've been 14 and 15 and helping each other on a farm and stuff like that. Because again, they don't know no better. So, so you teach, you know, my granny from Oklahoma teaching my mama, whatever she learned on the farm, whatever she learned on the reservation from, from her mom. So my mom is teaching her city kids country stuff. And I'm not saying country in a derogatory way, but we all know we're grown. It's a different life from rural to city. The behaviors are different. Fear is higher in, in, in rural areas than it is in a city. Things are different there than it, you know what I mean? So again, you're teaching us fear. And I'm not saying, and I'm not specifically saying my mother. I'm saying in general, we don't think about that. But we get into these emotional, uh, these emotional contradictions and it affects us. And so we're fighting what we want to do and what, what we believe is right. We're fighting what we think is okay from what we were taught. I don't care how you slice it. You can be 20 years removed from your parents and you about to do something and something they told you will kick in and it'll create a, a, a conflict. It'll create a hesitation in your choice, not because your choice is wrong, but it's a trauma that we have because we're free from this box now. We don't have the same fear that they did. My kids today are so like if if my great great not even my great great if my great grandma was still alive seeing how the kids how the kids live today, my kids, my cousins, my brother, like she would be like, "Wait, what? What you mean you ask them what they what they want to eat?" You don't just cook and whatever whatever you put on the table, that's what it is. No, I'm not about to argue with these kids. My kids like four vegetables. Those are the only four vegetables that they like. That's the only four that I get. I am not arguing with you. You pick a food group and we going to, that's what it is. For pick something from each food group and we good. I'm not about to, like, we just have to eat lima beans and liver and stuff like that. Why? Because they made it. Why? Because... That's what they ate as kids. I remember I used to tell myself, look, when I grow up, I'm not eating nothing I was forced to eat. Of course, you don't know, like, you don't know struggles when you kid. You just feel like, ah, why are you making me eat this? Tuna, hate it. Could be the best thing I hear. I hear people rave about tuna. I hate tuna. Why? Because I had to eat it when I was little. Nasty. Ah, I didn't want that. Mayonnaise. People rave about mayonnaise. Hate it. Don't, ah, get out of here. I don't want that. Get that off my sandwich. But when you're in a house full of people who, that everybody eat it, ain't nobody taking time to, to make your sandwich or your food special. You're going to eat what the majority eat. Again, 
you were taught you eat what's on this table. So for me, I said, I'm not going to cause that with my kids. They're going to eat a vegetable, but what we're going to do, we're going to see which one that they like. And I started that with baby food. My kids love carrots. They love corn. They love broccoli. They love green beans. I just barely got them to try Brussels sprouts. Actually, let me not take the credit for that. Their mother got them to try Brussels sprouts some years ago. So that's five. Other than that, I don't buy it. I'm not arguing with you. Yo, what do you want to eat today? What do you you want to eat this week? I always ask the kids before I go grocery shopping because I'm not arguing with you. I'm not putting nothing on the table that I'm about to find in a trash can. I'm not. I'm outside of that box. We had to do activities when we were little. We had to go. Yo, I don't want you to be lazy, but I'm not about to. uh, I'm, I'm not about to harass you, bro. Because now as an adult, when I'm doing certain things, even in parenting, it's like, man, I think about things that like how my parents were. And I, I don't understand it from a child's perspective. But now that, you know, I'm an adult and I'm thinking about it, it's like, damn, like. Y'all really was parenting out of fear. Y'all really was parenting like. My parents is in their 60s. I believe. They're in their 60s. And I just recently just had this thought like, yo, y'all really, y'all was, y'all taking parental advice from low-key people who was still dealing with segregation, who was still dealing with whites only, who was still dealing or uh, whites and blacks only, was still dealing with having to, to to go through the back of the 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 back of the restaurant or only eating the back of the restaurant, like you you y'all learn it from that. Y'all, that's that's what y'all that's where y'all learn y'all stuff. So of course that's what you teaching us. So when we when, when we're branching out, I remember my mom net like all my friends used to go to uh, Tijuana when we were in high school. All the time, my mom never let me go. They always my friends always made it back safe, always. But for whatever reason, I couldn't do nothing. And as a kid, I'm like, man, it's like it, it, it's so wrong. Like, I just want to be free. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah, whatever. And like, I couldn't do anything. Right. When I got older, I'm like. Damn, you were scared. Had nothing to do with money. Had like, cause, cause I don't know how, but we have like not a lot, but we have money in high school. <laughs> like, like that's anyway. That's a, that's a, another story for another time. But when I was younger, it's like, why I can't go? But when I got older, and it's like now I don't, I don't even like traveling. I don't even like. I don't even have it in my mind to travel anywhere. Like it was so hard for me to, to only reason why I moved here from California to Arizona, because I had been getting into fight after fight after fight for like a good three months. 
And I was like, all right, I got to go. It, it, it's, it's, it's getting out of control. And I started thinking like, man, like I never had a, like, that's probably the reason why. Every time I think about y'all ready to travel, I get that. Nah, I don't want to go. When I start going on cruises, like I had a time of my life. But I was messed up emotionally because I remember, because my, my first cruise, I went to, to Mexico. But I remember my mom always saying, like, no, you know, you don't know what could happen in uh, Tijuana. You don't know what, what could go on. You might get stuck, this, that, and the other. So I couldn't even fully enjoy it because in my mind, like, as a hood kid and then always remembering when my boys would go to Tijuana and my mom would be like, no, you can't go. In my mind, I'm in danger when I go down to Mexico. So it's like I walk around a little bit, kind of, you know, uh, uh, see a little the the blowhole. One of the one of I think it's only uh, I think they said it's one of three. So go there, eat, and then right back to the ship. Like no roaming around Mexico. Like no like because my mind is not like I'm in I'm in fear. So these emotional contradictions, like. It's like, I want to have fun, but, ah. Uh. And for me, I'm breaking that with my kids. I'm breaking that. Like, I want them to be able to, like, if I have the money that is necessary for them to go on trips that they need, I, 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 I want them to go. I want them to be free. I want them to be free creatively. I want them to be free physically. I want them to be free mentally. And what I mean by that, I don't want them to ever have to come into a, a place where they have to question themselves because something I hindered from them. There is discipline. There, there, like I, there is discipline in my household. My kids know, you know, not to take it too far. I think I've said it multiple times. They do kids stuff all the time. They do kid stuff all the time, but it's important to me that anything that is life or death or, can, or that can land you in jail, that's when I intervene. Other than that, live your life. Learn what you're going to learn. Be be a part of what you want to be in, because when you get older and then though, like you'll have great decision making skills, you won't rely on on me. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, I rely on I rely on my brother, like like I run it by him. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Da, da da da. Because sometimes I feel unsure. Sometimes I feel like ah, that sounds like a good decision, but whatever. I want my kids to be so secure in their freedom that they don't have these contradictions that I have. That they don't have, like, they don't they don't battle with the relationship stuff that I battle with. Like, I tell my kids all the time, I do not care. When you are in a relationship, when you are in a relationship, it is okay for you to leave. You express your feelings. And if your feelings are not being heard, I, was, I said, I tell them all the time, I'm not telling you to just up and leave a woman anywhere or just leave a relationship. But... You have the right to be heard. Nah, 
Society taught me as a man, you got to deal with it. Stop being a punk. You can't take a little bit of arguing, yada, yada. No, no. Just as hard as I loved you is as hard as you'll be looking for me because I'll be gone. As simple as that. I don't want those relationship uh, contradictions on my kids. I pray that I get time, you know, uh, before my before my daughter, my oldest daughter becomes an adult so that I can so that I can show her as well. No, we're not we're not doing that. We're not we're not being locked by these contradictions of of the things that I went through. I'm not passing my trauma on to you. I'm the one that's I'm completely disobedient from what I was taught from my parents. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that because I got to break that cycle to allow them to be free. What I'm doing today, I wish my I wish my mom was able to do. I'm sure she wished her mom was able to do. I'm certain that it's just you get into a routine of this is what life is and this is what it has to be. And then you just you 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 move on and you carry these things. Not for me. I'm breaking that jump. I tell I, I tell my parents all the time as a son to you, uh, as my parents, I'm always going to have that level of fear and, and respect for you. But as a parent, now nah, get out of here. Don't tell don't tell me nothing about my kids, not because you don't have good advice, but you're trying to tell me something from an outdated manual. You learn from you. You you learn from people who who had a high level of fear. You can't get mad. I'm this way. Maybe if, if, if my childhood was a little bit different, I wouldn't be so rebellious. Maybe if I was allowed to be a little bit more free um, um, in speech, maybe, you know, and I'm not again, I'm not saying specifically my mom. I'm saying in general, the generation that we raised in is uh, uh, don't speak unless you're spoken to. Little girls, little girls can't speak at all because when they speak and they and, 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 and they have emotion, you know, they're tripping. They're wild. They're this. A guy who expressed his emotion, he's soft, he's a punk, he's a wuss. Call it what you want to, but I'm free. That's why it's so easy for me to isolate myself from anybody and anything at any time, kids included. Because at the end of the day, they're going to grow up and they're going to get married and they're going to live their life. So I don't got time to be trying to hold on to that. I know that sounds really bad, but nah, I'm... The moment Junior turned a teenager, the moment Keanu turned a teenager, the emotion level is, is shifted a little bit. You closer to leaving me, not saying that I'm mean to them, not saying that I don't love on them, not saying that I don't do for them, but I don't want that emotional conflict. When they ready to go, I want to be ready for them to go too. That's what happens a lot of times. Like our parents are just taught to keep us and then get rid of us when we quote unquote grown and do something that they don't like for me I'm like listen this is what we got to do this is I'm teaching you how to maintain your life I'm teaching you how to clean up how to cook how to uh, deal with your money how to start a business these are all things that I wasn't taught I'm, I'm showing you uh, tenacity I'm showing you uh, consistency I go to work every day no matter what happens I, I get up I go to work if I'm not going to work for my, well, my nine to five I'm doing something with the business the only thing that ever stops me is if I'm having a bad day depression wise or I physically can't move from my autoimmune disease 
Other than that, I'm teaching them the life of freedom. Do what you're supposed to do. I don't bug them. I don't do anything. I literally just had a conversation with them. I'm not trying. I'm. I will never. Uh, 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 I will never purposely create a trauma, a traumatizing situation for them. I told y'all before when they was young, I was tearing they behinds up, whole while feeling the way. But because that's how we were raised. That if you do wrong, you get a whooping. I thought that that was okay. And it's not. So I broke that emotional contradiction. I went with my feelings instead of what I was past, what was passed on to me. So I don't want my kids. It's difficult because mentally I'm used to when something goes wrong, you assert your aggression. When something goes left, you supposed to, all right, all right, I said what I said, don't, whoop, whoop, boom, boom, boom. Now I'm cold. I'm not about to hit you. Because that does nothing, that does nothing. Yeah, it gives you remembrance like, all right, if I do this, I remember dad put his hands on me. And then as you get older, you're going to start thinking, dang, dad put his hands on me. And you start getting your own, your own thoughts. It's like, why he didn't just talk to me? What was that about? I be, like when I say I've been stopped, like. I think they got maybe one whooping within the past. And it wasn't even like crazy, but in the past, like five years, they got like one whooping. Before that, I hadn't whooped them since junior 15. I hadn't whooped them since, whooped them since junior was like five or six. For what? I'm tired of that. We got to break all these things down. All these things that we were taught, we have to start realizing. We have to start doing the math on. We have to start studying. Um, again, my guy DW, I love him because he's a history guy, right? And so he'll be saying certain things, and I'm I'm just looking because I I'm not like an educational guy like that. But I love history. For me, I love history in general, uh, poetry and cooking. I can study that stuff all the time. But as I see him in my group chat and he says certain things and um, we have these conversations. And even when it's just like I'm being a fly on the wall, just looking at what he posts and stuff like that. It encourages me. And encouraged me. To start paying attention to my own history. History of who I was because I'm not a person to say. Oh, I was raised like this. I'm almost 40. I've been out of my parents house for a very, very, very long time. If I'm using the I was raised like this now, there's something there. There's something deeply wrong with me. But for me. I started backpedaling on the history. And the root of it is. 
I was raised by people who was raised by people who feared the world. You can only teach what you know. It's not like now where like we don't have the unrealistic future expectations. Like think about when 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 like I was born in 82. They swore we was going to be the Jetsons by now. And we're not even close. We're not even close. We don't have those expectations of flying cars and living underwater and uh, uh, food that you can you can pop in your mouth uh, like an Advil and it's a full meal. And like we don't have those unrealistic expectations because we're hands on now. Now we have these phones and we can see everything, any thought that we have, we can find an answer to it in your phone. The foresight of, of these things are different. Like people are analyzing these things years in advance. And we have access to it. They didn't have that back then. So DW, my, my guy has encouraged me, not even with direct words, of yo, you should just you should peep your history, but just seeing how he moves when it comes to history, how passionate he is, the things that he advises you to read, things that you know he advises you to watch. So I start I start thinking about that, and I'm like, man, I gotta I really gotta understand my own history. Like I really gotta understand why I feel the way that I feel. I really have to understand why do I have all these these emotional contradictions that. I'm still fighting with. And it boiled down to. I had to do the math of when my mama was born. When my granny was born. And what was actually going on. In those times. And I'm like oh there it go. There it go. I'm not excusing anything that I've ever said or done. I'm not excusing anything my parents, grandparents ever said and done, whatever conflict, uh, chaos that we have ever caused in each other's lives. I'm not excusing any of that, but I got it. I'm not passing down fear to the next generation. I'm not passing down uh, mediocrity to the next generation. I'm not passing down shackles to the next generation. We going to do what we got to do for you to be as free as you can possibly be. And I got mad kids. So I work all the time and I work hard all the time because if nothing else, if, if, if I leave them nothing else, it's going to be that no matter what you can do what you want to do if you work hard at it. I'm not going to tell them they got to work a nine to five all day. What I'm going to tell them is something that I, that I learned. You got to get you a nine to five to support the dream. And then once the dream outweighs the necessity of the nine to five, you can leave. I hate my job. And not that I hate it because it's a bad job. I just been doing it for so long. But I love my business. I love doing poetry. I love creating peacefully flawed. I love, you know, doing this pot. I love all those things. So I tell my kids, 
Yo, do your art. Junior, like, oh, I don't want to rap too. All right, we got a booth right there. Go. I want to do animation. I want to do this. I want to go. I'm not going to hold you back. If I have the money to do it, you know, I'm going to do it. I tell my kids all the time, listen, I may not, I may not do it the week, the, the, the day, the week, the month that you ask, but it's one thing for certain that will go down in history. When you tell my story, I'm going to make it happen. No matter what it is, I'm going to make it happen. That's one thing that that my kids know for sure is the moment they tell me they need or want something, I don't care what it is. If it's a necessity, they're going to get it immediately. If it's a random out, outlandish want, it might take me a few months, but they're going to get it. As long as they're doing what they're supposed to do at home, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do in school, why am I not going to get it? I want them to be so free. I want them, like the only questions, the only question I want to have to answer for them when they grow up is, how did you do it, Dad? When they have their uh, epiphany moments, and they're like, man, I can't believe this is what life is really like. I, I don't understand how you do. I say this all the time. I don't understand how my mom, how my mom was a was a single parent. Like, of course, I don't really know the time frame, but fam, single parents, whether you were single dad or single mom, fam, listen, <laughs> it ain't. Listen, <laughs> I don't even know how to I don't even know how to express the respect that I have for anybody. I don't care if you did it for a week, two weeks, a month. I don't I, I don't even know how to express the amount of a respect that I have for that. Because I experienced it. And I want to make sure that my kids don't. I tell my kids, I don't care how cool, I don't care how cool that you are. If you have, if you have kids with one person, please have kids with just that one person, if you can. Because I don't care how cool I am, you know, with my daughter's mom. I don't care how cool I am with my ex-wife. It is the hardest freaking thing in the world. Those emotional contradictions are freaking horrible. Because you get into this, I don't know, like, I can't treat both of y'all the same. I can't do this. Uh, you get mad if I do that. You get, like, it's so much. And it's just like, oh, just give me all of my kids. That's all I want. I don't want the drama, but that's something that I created in my life. Even though it wasn't something that was done. Like, I, I never thought that I would be in this position. So I tell them that I don't want that emotional contradiction for them in relationships. I want them to be able to love freely. I don't want them battling my trauma because that's essentially what it is. We are battling our parents trauma. We're trying to to fight the fight that they that they left us. We're trying to fight the fight that they left us. That was an Amber alert. My bad. Um, 
we're trying to fight the fight that that they left us and we can't do that they fight is what it was we we got new enemies we got new battles i tell my kids like listen i'm always gonna fight i'm always gonna be an example to fight and i don't want y'all to ever have to fight but if it gets too much and you have to fight make sure y'all stick together that's it. I'm not pat like I just want so much better for my kids. But I want them to find the better. I don't want to tell them what the better is. I want them to be able to 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 be so ecstatic that they learn something, that they love something, that they love someone regardless of what, who, where they are. I want them to be able to do it freely. I love hard because I got to teach them to love hard. I got to teach them to be authentic in their love. I'm stern when it comes to respecting me because I got to teach them. You have to be stern when it comes to re- people respecting you. You have to be honest and you have to be pure in your respect for others. I'm teaching them that. I come from somewhere where you earn respect on the street through violence. You earn respect on the field by being good. They don't live like that. It's a completely different generation. My sons don't even know what gang gang members are. I mean, they kind of do because they ask me certain questions, but they don't fully, they're not fully aware of what that life is like. They don't know what it's like to hear gunshots. They don't know what it's like to be in fights. They don't know uh, gang fights. They see the stuff on the news. They're bothered. They're they're hurt from that. They're scared. But one thing about my kids and one thing about their generation is that they're ready to fight. They don't, ain't no questions. Ain't no questions. It's immediate. Yo, all right, what we doing? And that's how it should be. I want them to be so free when they when 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 in, when they're ready to go. I want them even when I want them to be free now, but even more so when they're ready to go, when they get their own places. I want them to be free. I want them to be able to look back in our history and say, "My dad let us be. My dad broke that chain of those contradictions. My dad let us have our own emotions. He let us process our own emotions. He let us breathe it through. He let us understand." He conversed with us. He gave us his 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 insight on it, but he let us be. My parents inherited fear. They kept us in a box away from things they weren't ready to to explain, things that they didn't understand, things that it was no way to understand. It's too much education. It's too much uh, information available for me to create another generation of emotional contradictions. I can't do it. I won't do it. We were told that 
The children were the future. But then we were taught the limits of the past. We weren't able to be free. So I look at it like this. These new kids, they are the future. And it's up to us to let them be free, to fight with them, to be side by side with them, to teach them, not from fear, but from understanding. No matter how hard it is, no matter how far you have to go, no matter how much you have to research, your journey is your journey and you are meant to be who you are meant to be. No matter the darkness, no matter the struggle, no matter the trials or tribulations, get to the light. It all makes sense in the end.